It's KKFN and KKFN HD1 Longmont, Denver. Five o'clock. The five o'clock whistle, powered by smart local union nine sheet metal workers. Off the play action on first down and ten. Rush loads up, able to complete it. Portland Sutton pick up a play action. Rush steps up and throws, able to complete Portland Sutton. Fourth down and five. On the twenty-one of Arizona, pressure comes up the middle. Judy hangs on to that one. Touchdown, Denver Broncos. This he's running lane, and he'll just get there. Yeah, it's, it was easy to do just based on where we we're on the field and you know, really being more aggressive and, and, and kind of you know showing them the confidence. First and ten. Brown's going to be swallowed up. Back at the 45, Elijah Garcia got Broncos bring some heat. And instead, he'll be dropped. It's Elijah Garcia again for a loss of six. See, man, I can do all positive highlights. Sure. I, I, can, I can make it feel like everything went great. Third and six. Wait, wait. Stop. Into the field goal range wait. now. I don't know what he was thinking there. That was a horrible decision. Wait, I gotta do better than that. Thank you, Arizona. Cardinals bailing out the Broncos there. That would have been really close. Elliott Fry's already missed from 50. This is from 55. One hit the team as a kicker. No good from 50. How about double nickel? And he got it. All right, here's Sean Payton from today. The value of these preseason games. I think it's it's all valued. Um, certainly the one thing about a game is, you know, there's a little bit more to it. You know, the rookies, it's their first time playing in the NFL. They're in a uniform and, you know, they're seeing a lot of players they've seen on TV. And so I think there's a little, there's a little bit more nerves involved. And I think that dissipates a little bit here as we go. Um, but I think, you know, the full contact, the full speed live tackling, gives you a little bit better evaluation than maybe a team period today, and yet all of it goes into the process, but I think a tick more. All right, one more. This is about the pass protection, and this is what we've been focused on. The assignments were fine. We just got leverage on a few plays and, and thin and uh, and got hurried you know, a few too many times. You know, We'll be able to clean that up. What are you seeing from Jonathan? So we'll clean that up. All right, listen. Matt Smith. KJ, you got something? I I, do. I wanted to finish where I was going with that real quick because there was a point I was trying to make about these expectations having changed because I think it it, it matters about your lens, right? And so when when I say entering training camp, I had expectations of probably like a seven-win floor and a ten-win ceiling, and they then changed based upon what I saw with so many offensive struggles. Russ looked really rough to where I say, okay, maybe a five- to seven-win range makes more sense, which if you evaluate it from that perspective, it's probably more realistic because this team won five games last year. So if you look at the performance, at least in game one at Arizona, under the lens of a team that is really starting from from zero, right? I mean, they they did not put together much good work in training camp. Mm -hmm. They may have had a couple of good days. But if you look at it through that lens, the ability to progress through the game and continue to get better, that's something that we did not see under Nathaniel Hackett. So if you're trying to if you're trying to evaluate like Stoke and Zach, I felt like were today about, hey, you know, why are things not, you know, looking great? It's because they didn't look great in camp. It wasn't automatically just gonna look great on the field. And and I think it's a perspective thing. So for me, yeah, it's concerning. 
But at this very same time, DMAC, what did you expect? And based upon what I expected from a team that looked like they could win five to seven games, there were some building blocks and some really some things to be encouraged about moving forward. Oh, yeah. Then let's go through the schedule. Uh-huh. Let's do it. After one preseason game. I got Matt and I got DMAC. MNT. Hosting Vegas, win or loss. That's a win. Okay. I'm going to say that's a win. Although, can I give you a caveat? No, we got to do this quick. Okay. Win or loss. We've seen him play, even though Vegas whooped up on San Fran. And Adam Schefter told us that there's a new quarterback of the future, Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> right. Washington at home. <sighs> I'll give him the got win. 17 of these to go through. I'll give him the win. I'll give him the win. At Miami. Loss. Loss. At Chicago. <laughs> That's a coin flip. Justin Fields was so good, man. Three for three. We're like 170 yards and a perfect quarterback rating. I'll say. Ball was in the air for approximately three feet. I'll say a loss. I will say a loss there, too. Oh, man. Against the Jets. And maybe that game gets flexed. What are they doing? That's a win. That is a win. Yeah. Yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it, Nathaniel. Wait a second. Do we literally have breaking news? Hold on. Seriously. We have breaking news about the Jets. Should we have? Schefter. You know who should tell us the breaking news? Oh, yeah, I think I do. (gasps) Maze! How are you, fellas? Actually, we're doing just wonderful. I don't even know if he knows the breaking news. Oh, I know the breaking news. Oh, you do? Well, I don't, so I'm thrilled to hear it. I don't have to pretend that uh, the Broncos might get Dalvin Cook anymore because he's going to be a... New York Jets. Schefter. Schefter. Wow. Oh, we told him. We said Adam. Dude, did Schefter break it? Did Schefter break it? Was, was yeah, it was Schefter. Of course it was Schefter. He freaking knew when he was on Of course on with he us. did. Yeah. Dude, he knew. And we had him He's snared so, in the trap, and he, he so just weaseled new. his way out of it. He doesn't fall victim to that. He's very cagey. Did you did you hear our interview with Matt, uh, with uh, Adam Rather? No, I didn't hear it. It was I, pretty funny. We called him out. We called him because out straight up. We, we said, hey, because he was implying, because the Ezekiel Elliott got signed by the Patriots. Yes. Three guaranteed, up to six. And we said to him, Adam, you are not allowed to just, you know, as soon as we're off the air with you, tweet out Dalvin Cook got signed. And what was his response? At this exact moment. I don't know who Dalvin Cook is going to sign with. I don't have any information regarding that. And that's when I said to him, I was like, yeah, until you, know, you get a quote-unquote phone call, you know, right after but we hang way, up with you. the way he was implying it. Oh, he knew. Gave, he, he knew. He was darn close to knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I bet you they were in negotiations. Do you think he was just totally lying to us? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I, think, I, I think he had a little bit of a grin on his face while he was talking to us because he felt confident about it happening. Or I don't think he would have brought it up the way he did in the first place. They, were, oh, they yeah. were definitely in talks, right? They were definitely in talks, and he definitely knew about it, but the, but the ink wasn't dry yet. The, Man, question, she, the question is... If you'd been having that conversation with him in person, do you think he would have been as cagey? Do you think that yes. the eyes would have betrayed him a little I bit? I think there could have been some body language that gave yeah, it away. Maybe. The, the audio version of it was helpful. Yes. So Dalvin Cook and, and Schefter broke it, and we 
sort of broke it? Do we get some sort of? I think we get partial credit. Do we get some? I mean, if you were reading between our lines? We get partial credit. Okay. Yeah, we do. It's not like we weren't talking about it yeah. just two hours ago. Well, so the down, Jets, huh? All right. So, uh, Mace, you want to play our little game real sure. quick? What's the game? Let's right, catch him on. up. Let's okay. catch him up. Well, if we're going to catch up, let's just start from the beginning. Okay. All right. A very good place to start. Okay. We'll just do Mace here because we already went through these games. September 10th, Las Vegas at home. Got to go quick. When? When? Washington at home. Win. On the road at Miami. Loss. On the road at Chicago. Loss. Okay, we're all caught up. Well, the Jets. Uh, do you want to change your... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, the we Jets. We both have a win. What do you got? Win. We th- All three of us have wins. <laughs> I think they're going to be a mess. I think the Jets are just going to be kind of a mess. Well, remember, Nathaniel Hackett hasn't really called plays full-time for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's, he worked on red zone stuff, but the play call was always Matt before. I think you I think you air it out against New York because you have to go to Kansas City on a short week the next week, so you got to at least get that one at home. At Kansas City. Yeah, lost. that's an L. That's uh, a big fat for L. For all of us. Uh, home against Green Bay. Win. I'm not so long, Jordan Love. Boy, he had, he's looking all right, though. I think, I'll tell I you think what, it's a win. I do. I actually think uh, the two interesting games with young quarterbacks first half of the season are Washington. Hold on just one second. Washington and Green Bay. We need to have this moment. KJ, turn it up real quick. Okay. Okay. All right. Washington, Sam Howell, Jordan Love in Green Bay. We don't know what either of those are going to be. But I think they're more likely to lose Washington than Green Bay because I think Howell was ahead of them. I would home, agree with that because against, of their pass Home against well. Kansas City. That's an L. Base. The streak ends there. Base has it. Joy in Mudville. Joy in this dusty old cow town. The streak ends. Sadly, I got an L there, too. <laughs> yeah. I love your enthusiasm. I love your enthusiasm. I'm choosing optimism today. At, the Broncos get a week off now. At Buffalo. Loss. That's bad. an L. That's a bad loss. That's an L. <laughs> Home against Minnesota. Coin flip for me. I will oh, say a win, win, though. I'll say a win. 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 Win for me. Uh, yeah, win for me. Cleveland at home. Loss. <laughs> I'll give that a loss, too. It's got, that's going to be a win or a loss somewhere in there with those two. At Houston, win. Win. Right, Matt? Yeah. I got that for you. Mm-hmm. At the Chargers. Loss. <laughs> Three losses. Uh, at Detroit. Loss. Loss. I got a loss there, too. Home against New England. Win. win. That's Christmas Eve. The Grinch wins. doesn't win home this against, Christmas. Home against the Chargers. That's probably a win. You got to win. win. Chargers. Win. Okay. That's a win. You split, you split there. You split there. And then at, oh, my God, let me see where we're at. Don't hold worry on, about it. Hold on. Hold on. I got to count this up. One, I think two, I might have three, come in four, more optimistic five, than six, I heard. Seven, well, optimistic. Eight, nine. Oh, Mace, you got nine. One, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got eight. Where's Matt? Captain Optimism. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six. Oh, you got eight, too. So Mace with Vegas. Here we go. Hey, this is this is why I hate this exercise. Go ahead. So me and Matt, unfortunately, have them. Right in football purgatory. At eight and eight. and uh, Eight and nine. Well, eight and eight before 18. Right. Yeah. And Mace, you got them there. You got him there. All right. You got him there. And here's what's going to happen. Barring, At Las Vegas. Barring they, didn't look, they don't lose that week 18. They're going to win. And that triumph over the Jets in week five will give them a head-to-head tiebreaker. And they will sneak into the playoffs as the number seven seed. 
which probably Look means the right to get their butt kicked in Buffalo. As the Broncos go into the playoffs. You got a win or a loss there. Why not? That's a loss because yeah. the season's over already. Right, like, that might even be the stone game. Forget us. Who cares about us? We got knees. And that's why we're experts after from, one from week of preseason. From South Detroit to South Broadway, I'm choosing optimism. I love it. Uh, our analysis of training camp 2023 presented by Lincoln Tech puts... Your potential to work. All right, that was kind of fun. That was uh, a lot of fun. Any other big takeaways after the first uh, NFL wise? NFL wise, after the first week of preseason games. Um, we're going to see the 49ers on Saturday here. Uh, Trey Lance did not look great yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's going to be Sam Darnold. And if Darnold plays for a Kyle Shanahan scheme. That's got some comeback player of the year potential vibes there going on. Mm-hmm. Wow. If Darnold Bold prediction. does well in that in that offense. I mean, I don't think he'll get it because if DeMar Hamlin plays in the regular season, DeMar Hamlin is your comeback player of the year. But in a normal year, you'd be talking about Sam Darnold potentially having the kind of resume that gets him there. My takeaway is I think the NFC is just about as bad as advertised. You have a few teams that I think will separate themselves from the pack, but outside of that, it's a lot of mediocrity. A lot of it. The NFC South is a tire fire. Top to bottom right now. Are the Falcons the favorite? Or no, it's got to be the Saints. I think the Saints are the favorite. The the Saints, I think, are going to kind of squeak in. They're going to have like a nine and eight, ten and seven type of season, and they're going to win the division, just because Carolina's working in Bryce Young, Atlanta's trying to figure things out with Desmond Ritter. Tampa Bay look like a mess. Um, the Saints appear to be the most competently put together team in that division right now. Yet, if you put them in the AFC West, I think they'd be hard pressed to even finish third. Can I, can I ask Captain Optimism here a question? Absolutely. Sure. Mace, can you justify having Brett Maher and Elliot Fry both still on the team in camp? Sure, why not? Because nobody's cutting kickers right now. They're going to cut the kickers at the deadline. You might as well ride it out with these two unless you decide, oh, we're going to get a veteran um, and call Robbie Gold or Mason Crosby. But if you're deciding, okay, we're just going to see – There'll be probably 15 kickers hitting right. the waiver wire at the right. cut down. Why, why bail? And don't forget with Brett Maher, he kicked very well for Sean Payton in New Orleans in 2021. That's why he's here. Back half of the season, they Will Lutz was on injured reserve. They went through a bunch of kickers the first half of the season, and Maher stabilized a very bad situation there. So... I think they're going to give him the full shot along with Elliot Fry right to the end. And at this point, Guys, does he have the market game? doesn't change if you make a move now. I get it. And you do have games to evaluate whether they're in your game or another game. The mm-hmm. pressure is very equal throughout the rest of the NFL. It's preseason games. You mm-hmm. got a kick. You miss it. You hit it. Whatever. There'll be some PATs. Let's just. Yeah. I, I think mean, you see where this goes. Does the, like there's nothing special about just being out at altitude. 
you know, you theoretically would do better. I mean, Elliot Fry had a that, that was a nice fifty five yarder yet in the first half. I mean, it'll be a great memento for him to look back on Broncos preseason <laughs> camp. That'll be it. Because he's not going to be their starter. Does right? does Maher have the yips? I mean, I hate saying that. I mean, that's a, that's a dangerous word. So say no. Um, I don't know. That's the problem. Mm. Great. I did not look. Put it, when we saw, there was that one day where Maher missed one and then he missed another. It was from outside of 45 yards, but I think it was. it's fair to have some concerns. Here's my point, Mace. You have an opportunity right now to evaluate some other guys. They ought to take advantage of that opportunity well, because the, I just don't know what your upside is The here. best of the other guys are with other teams and won't be, in terms of young, cap-friendly those other guys all play for other teams right now and will not be available until cut down. Why is Mason Crosby going to be more expensive right now than any of these other guys? I mean, why? He doesn't have a job. He's on the streets. Nobody he's, wants he, him. Nobody's he's, calling. He's a veteran, and when you've played as long as he has, your vet minimum goes up. I mean, what, how, what are we talking about here? How much is the is the monetary difference? Can't be more than a couple hundred grand. No, it's probably, probably for someone of his experience, probably talking about, off the top of my head, six, seven hundred grand. <laughs> Uh, would I would I would I rather spend that six to seven hundred grand to have a piece of to have peace of mind that I evaluated more players? Well, I mean, do you ever think Brett Maher's going to get you there? can have you can have Mason Crosby in for a tryout anytime you want. Yeah. You can have Robbie Gold for a tryout anytime you want. Sounds like a great time today. You're not you don't have, but you're not playing in the you're not playing a regular season game until the tenth. And do you want to get the do you want? A one-year band-aid, or do you want to maybe find a kicker? Like, and here's a, I'm just gonna yeah. tell you what Champagne's thinking. Mm-hmm. He gets Will Lutz after the Ravens cut him in 2016, mm-hmm. and they had a revolving door in New Orleans for the better part of a decade. Sean Payton's first ten years on the job, they went through I think like nine or ten place kickers. Mm-hmm. Okay, they get Will Lutz, and aside from the year he was hurt, 2021, that revolving door stopped cold, and he and they got him. After he was cut at the deadline, which is why Sean Payton can look at that and say, you know what, there's a decent chance that the guy who could fix this long term and you know, get him on, a young, on, a, on four years of cost control because he's got no experience, that the guy we can get might be sitting out there at the end of the month. Meanwhile, I think the chances of Robbie Gold and Mason Crosby going off the market between now and then are pretty slim because they've now gone – what? I, yeah, I'm not five, worried about that. Five months without being signed. I think everyone is panicking, but you don't have to panic here on what's the date? Are, we're the, four, the 14th of August? Mm-hmm. Step back and chill, okay? This has got this novel's got a few more chapters left to be written. Let's just let Russell it play out. Russell Wilson had what kind of day on Friday night? I thought he had a, I thought he had a fine night. And I I'm said, more worried about I'm more worried about the pressure on him. We said that too. Than Russell Wilson. I, I we absolutely totally agree. And it, it looked if you just watch the game in more detail, it, it's more. Mm-hmm. It's more. It's you know it's funny. Like what would you rather have? Would you rather have the bigger problem being Russell or the offensive line? It's actually a little scary to think that your biggest problem right now is the offensive line because there's certain things you can do to control what your quarterback's doing. But how exactly do you make your offensive line better? I think part, I think part of it is Russ is going to have to learn how to handle pressure. I mean, I think that's just part of it. All of a sudden, overnight, this line isn't going to become a top five line in the he's, NFL. He's probably doing the best he can. But it, it, absolutely. How often? How? All right. How about this question? How about this? Okay. 
How many hits can one guy take before he starts seeing ghosts? Oh, well, I think, yeah. It's Go not. Ahead. It's not just the the number of hits for ghosts. It's the accumulated number of hits over his career because he's always taken a lot of hits, yep. and he turns 35 this took, season. Took two big there, ones on, on Friday night. Look, I mean, and, and we saw Jarrett Stidham. It's, if, if something happens to Russ and he's out for an extended period of time, it, I think it's going to be pretty bad for this team. I think the equalizer is Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton can help him learn how to maybe deal with some of that pressure a little bit better, too. I get it, but if it's a jailbreak, I mean, listen, you... you they're going to come at him. Yeah, that's the book yeah. on him right now in the Broncos is just send the house. And until Denver beats an opponent enough to make the next opponent too weary to do that, you're going to continue to see it. You realize we're saying two different things here. There's a deep emphasis on keeping Russ in the pocket and being a better you know, from quarterback. Mm-hmm. Oh, from the team. No okay. doubt about it. And supporting him with a run game, and that's the one thing that you're you're pinning your hopes on, is the fact that if you can get that ground game going, and maybe you're among the league leaders in terms of percentage of run percentage this year. If you do that, it forces teams to account for it. They can't bring the house. You can get the play action game going, and that's going to be the best friend of keeping Russ. Perpendicular to the ground. Now, we did see Russ a couple of times make some really good one, two, three plant. In fact, on the completion, the deeper completion of Cortland Sutton, it wasn't just one, two, three plant. It was one, two, three, take a little half shuffle step backwards, uh, not backwards, but to the side, like, well, facing backwards, you know, like where he was. A little slight adjustment. Bullet to Cortland Sutton. I mean, I don't even know if you... Which, which completion? The play action or the one where he fell down? Where Cortland had to go to the ground to catch the ball? Um, brr, I'm not sure. It was it was a completion like for 13 yards to Cortland Sutton. So it, it, was, it was on target. It was a good pass. I think I know what you're talking about where it was a little bit low. It, yeah, wasn't, it, it wasn't, wasn't that play. It wasn't okay. that one. No, okay. no. Yeah. And so it was... Uh, You're talking about off the play action where he hit him in the slot. Yeah, he yeah. stepped up and delivered the ball right on time. I thought he did a better job of playing on time, Mace. Uh, yeah, I thought he really he, did. Definitely. He hit Judy, of course, on the fourth and five, recognizing the, the coverage that burned him the play before. He, may, he did get out of the pocket when he really needed to and hit Jerry Judy, and Judy just dropped it. That, mm-hmm. I mean, at least was a first down, if, if not perhaps a touchdown, had a shot to be a touchdown. So when I just go back and just get rid of the, if you can just get rid of the first two drives, I mean, if it's possible just to say, hey, man, things may be a little rusty or, or shaky on the first two drives mm-hmm. ever. If we can get over that. Yeah. And I get it. They put him out for a punishment drive. But, but whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I don't even care if it was against the twos and the threes. Weren't the fundamentals of watching Russell Wilson play quarterback, like, just better? Well, this is exactly why we had the expectations conversation. Because if you have the expectation based upon what we saw in training camp where a guy was struggling, Mace, Mm -hmm. predominantly struggling, you saw some signs out there on Friday night of progress. Play sequencing, the ability to be poised even with pressure in his face. Uh, The ability, and and look, now this conversation, I think it's important to note this too. Mm -hmm. The conversation changes drastically, Mace, if they don't convert that fourth down, doesn't it? It really does. Looking back on it? Not really. You don't think so? No. I think it does. Not for me. Because what I would say it would be saying is, okay, it would have continued if Jerry Judy hadn't dropped that pass. That wasn't on Russ. You can't just look at the numbers and the rating. You have to look at the context. 
So I'm talking about the first-team offense, though. That that was what I meant. Like, the first-team offense wouldn't have scored if they didn't convert that fourth down. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I think the story looking back changes a little bit. Well, again, I would have been like, no, because they would if if Judy catches that pass they're there first and 10 maybe even first and goal fair it's a butter it's a butterfly effect thing it's not it's it's one of those look it's not it's not black or white it's in the gray area okay. our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by great range premium bison more with mace and matt and i i, I feel more optimistic about today i hope so and i'm i'm not sure why people are are so down in the dumps uh, and I hope you're not. If, if unless unless the offensive line thing is just so worrisome, we can't get over it. But there were a couple of absent players in practice today. We'll go over who they were and why that might be a problem coming up next. Training Camp 2023, Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work presents The Drive. Uh, let's look around the room here. It's myself, T-Mac, Matt Smith, Andrew Mason, Drew wearing pink proudly, KJ. Still? Yeah. Made it through the weekend. Made it through. Was Garrett Wilson trolling Sean Payton during a preseason game where he was doing a... Sideline interview with a bucket hat, a Gilligan hat, sunglasses, out of uniform. Was he trolling Sean Payne? Matt? At first glance, I didn't think it was a troll. I didn't. Mace? Oh, absolutely it was. Okay. (laughs) Ah, KJ? Of course, everything's a troll with them. (laughs) Drew? 100% trolling. All right. Here's good morning football. Garrett Wilson, this was intentional. Did you see how he showed up? You know the backstory. That's how he showed up for the Jets preseason game. During an interview? Yes. Doing an interview with sunglasses, with a bucket hat, and it gets better because people online are suggesting that he was trolling Sean Payton, and Garrett Wilson was liking the tweets. Like, he's winking at everybody. Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. This is a real thing. This is not a coincidence. So so now he clearly was. It was definitely a troll. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you're liking those zeets, then you're definitely trolling. All right, well, that was pretty yeah, good. Like, yeah, literally, there is, if you go on his likes, one of them is a like of the tweet, quote, A plus Sean Payton troll. I love that the Jets are so concerned with, with all of the honesty that Sean Payton happened to, you know, dole on to Jarrett Bell. They're mm-hmm. just defending their guy. That's, That's great. what it is. That's, That's great. what they're doing. They're defending Nathaniel Hackett. He's their, he's their coach. They're doing honestly like what you would expect any team to do when one of their people is under attack. They're rallying around him. I feel like it's kind of a distraction, though. Like it's it's a whole new thing with Aaron Rodgers. Just let it go. I'll tell you what. If I mean, we all have the Broncos winning that game. If the if the Jets win that game, you are going to see an ocean <laughs> of Gilligan hats and sunglasses. On that east sideline and power field. Okay, uh, report from today. Concerned or not concerned about the following guys not practicing? Patrick Sertan. Not really that concerned. I think he'll be back later this week. Cortland Sutton. Ditto, and Sean Payton actually did say that Cortland he expects later this week. I'm a little more concerned about Cortland than I am Sertan. Is there a, a particular more. reason for that? Mm-hmm. Okay, something you can't mention with us. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I, okay. I will well, say. that's that's less than ideal. 
because it's not huge though. I don't want to. I don't want to blow it up. No, but okay. if we'll they, be careful. If, if they take their time, he's going to be fine. I agree. I agree. And but I think I, they'll be cautious. All right. Well, now I'm a little more concerned, gentlemen. Well done. Yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't be overly, but I'm more concerned about Cortland than Sertan. I'm not concerned about Sertan, though, really at all. I, I am a little curious what's going on, and I don't know what the injury even is to Sertan. I have no clue. Mace, do you? Do you no, I do not. I don't either. I know he warmed up. I know he was over and he on, didn't play. He, he, uh, he warmed up and he didn't play. Oh. Oh. That's interesting. How did he look when he was warming up? Looked fine. Yeah. Got a couple of pictures of him. Looks fine. Mace is there. Mace has been on the scene. I was right down, right. I was. I love it. I was not on the field. I was in like in the front row of the stands, but I was right there watching. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. View. How did you possibly find a seat in the front row of the stands before a Cardinals preseason game? Oh, I, I can't was, believe there was one available. The struggle was real. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not concerned about Sertan. <laughs> Apparently, thanks, there's thanks something to be yeah. concerned uh, concerned about something. With, just uh, a little. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay? I think if we were talking about the game mattering next week, there'd be a concern. But it doesn't matter, so I'm not. Okay, I like how Again, you put that. It's August 14th. Do you expect him to play in San Francisco? Well, Peyton said he was. Well, Peyton said these guys would. He was confident back would, later this week. He did say that. Yes. But that he wasn't specific about specific players. Well, I'll tell he you. He did say Cortland Sutton in the midst of saying all that. Like, he, yeah. Like, as, as a guy for whom the questions would stop. So. I'll tell you, as much as I don't need to see Patrick Sertan and Justin Simmons, if they miss Cortland Sutton for San Francisco, I'm not, not too Yeah, we've got to be a little careful on this because the game was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, this is like a Wednesday, you know, they're coming back. And a lot of guys are, you know, who knows what. You know, There's tons of competition at, in the wide receiver room, too. I'll tell you this, tomorrow, buckle your chin straps, folks. This may be the best practice to actually go to of the entire training camp. This may be it. This is where they're going to be physical for sure. Definitely nine on seven. It would not surprise me if they go goal line. They haven't done goal line at all the entire training camp. But mm-hmm. Peyton explained that, so I appreciate it because he explained why he hadn't done it yet. So I think tomorrow could be a... Uh, what was the explanation? He said, I love how he said it, you're in two-minute at the end of every half and the end of most games. We're going to do two-minute a lot, mm-hmm. more so, and he has. Goal line is, what do you say, Mace, like a dozen times a year yes. or something like that? A dozen times a year. And effectively, you can get some similar work, not exactly the same, but if you're working on like third and two type of plays, you can get some similar types of sure. there. Sure, yeah. Although I'd, I'd offer to Sean Payton, you might want to go brush up on how they did in the red zone the last several seasons. They've might want to put some time in there. Matt, they've been doing a lot of red zone work, too. Tons of red zone. Okay, yes. great. Just no goal line. You know what it reminds? They, have not, they haven't done goal line. They've been doing things like third and goal from the three. Yeah, but not goal line. They not have not line. done All right. Oh, but tomorrow okay. may be Well, then day. that's not that big. Tom- tomorrow may be that day. I'm just telling folks, if you like... Hard physical football training camp practices. On the surface, this one is shaping up to to be that practice. I don't know if they go as hard on Wednesday and Thursday. They're not going to go hard at all because the game's on Saturday. So Thursday's the final day of training camp is, you know, whatever. I thought today's practice, Mace, in all honesty, was a snooze because without the pads, it, it feels like it barely matters. It was interesting to see certain guys working out and certain other personnel changes, which we're probably not allowed to talk about. Because today was a different day without the crowd, blah, 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 blah. So there might be some subtle changes in problem areas. Since you guys were both out there today and can't speak on what you saw, and I wasn't, let me guess. Can I guess? Can you guess? 
If I say it, it doesn't mean you said it. Right. But I don't, what can I? Can I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess at okay. this. Okay. All right. This could I'm be guess at this. All right. Players that I believe will be earning more snaps in San Francisco than we saw the other night. Is that fair? I don't know. Keep going. Okay. okay. I got three that pop off the page to me. Elijah Garcia, Taylor Grimes, and Jaleel McLaughlin. Okay. We'll start with Elijah Garcia because DJ Jones is in the concussion protocol. So I would say it is unlikely that he plays. Oh, so I hope he go. doesn't. Yeah. Everybody, everybody moves up more snaps for Elijah. So there you go. I'd say that would be accurate. And who are your other two? Taylor Grimes. And if you're telling me that sons may yell some, some, then there's a spot open. You have Grimes, a lot of competition. Grimes is, the, Grimes is their next spot. No, He's it'd not. be Brandon He's, Johnson and Marquez Callaway. Be, I know, yeah. I know Cecil, it, loves, just, I, Cecil loves Grimes no, to be on just, the 53. It, that ain't happening. It's the domino effect. It eventually comes down to Taylor Grimes. That's kind of where I was going yeah. with it. I'm just talking about guys who will receive more snaps in week two than they did in week one. Yeah, you're missing one. Uh, you're missing ooh, one. Offensive line? <clears throat> Cam Fleming. Mm, okay, because Isaiah Prince didn't have the best game at right tackle. So if that were the case, I wouldn't be surprised. That would be the next one I went to. Outside of that, man, I thought corners, Jaquan McMillan had you a should, nice game. You should stop. Okay. All right, well, I, I hit it already, so I'm good. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Uh, it's all right. I didn't say that. Just like Adam Schefter. You it's told a, me everything I needed to know. It's a goose chase. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> How do you know I'm not holding some cards in my back pocket? <laughs> you don't. See, isn't this fun covering the Broncos 2023? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a it's, blast. It's you and I are sitting there, and we're like, yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Mm, yeah. I'll just, you know, talk it out loud. They're all yeah. players. As Sean Payne said, he, well, he was a player. Yeah. They, are, they are players. You name players. Scrappy Will in. We'll uh, preview what's going on with Denver Sports tonight. There is some uh, breaking news. Would you just drop it on you? Uh, Dalvin Cook has signed a deal with the Jets. And today is the day that um, uh, Zeke, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, signed a deal with the Patriots, a $3 million deal. Uh, so who's left? Could make around six. Well, uh, well is Josh Jacobs, does he count? We'll Not see really. about that one. I mean, I don't you know. think they're trading him within the division? I no would, chance. No, no. no. I, I no. would never. I would call his bluff. I don't care. I, I think I would pay not him. trade him. Jonathan Taylor's him. going back to Indianapolis for another year. Yeah. Yep. See, these guys don't have a lot. <laughs> the running backs They don't have leverage. No, they have no they really leverage. Don't. There's there's nothing you can do. Take it up with your CBA when you renegotiate it in seven years from now. This is the drive on the fin. Analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. At denversports.com, we're proud that our company, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the folks of Maui. Head to denversports.com, and at the top of the page, you'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of the donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. It's been devastating seeing what's going on there, and it just doesn't get any better. My heart is absolutely breaking for one of the most beautiful places I've been lucky enough to been twice in Lahaina, and I just can't believe what's happened. Again, that's Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at denversports.com. Matt Smith, Andrew Mason, we welcome in Scrappy Will to the conversation with Denver Sports tonight coming up. Uh, biggest takeaway from Friday night's. Oh, it was Sean Payton sending the starters out there on offense for a fourth series. The punishment drive. Go score a touchdown, boys. Um, it kind of reminded me in like a miracle when the coach says, again, again. again. 
that's what Sean Payton was doing on Friday night in the desert. And uh, good thing they scored because they may have gotten a fifth drive if they hadn't. I think he was that ticked off. Russell Wilson was fine, average, okay. I mean, he he. he let me yeah. ask you guys this. Obviously, let me, go, Judy was let, me, let me go around the room. What would have made Russell Wilson special on Friday night? What would have been special? Not going three and out the first series and looking exactly like you did in 2022. That put a bad taste in everyone's mouth from the jump. So that's hard to get over, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's 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 a that's a high bar, my man. I got to admit, for for somebody who's kind of critical for a living and has been for a long time, I mean, this is the first drive with a brand new everything. I give him a little grace on that. Well, he he missed Troutman. He did, and then he got a ball batted down. Like the two cardinal sins of Russ that we're all sick of, <laughs> but we don't we don't sort of wipe that away and l- I do look at other things. I give him a pass for that. It was the first drive they came back and they built off of it. it, it but but uh, uh, with a caveat, you look around the NFL at some of these other starting offenses who got in and out with one drive converted. You know, quarterback went six to seven, seventy yards, a touchdown, and his day was done after one drive. The Broncos did not look like that. But I think it all depends upon how you came into the game expecting the Broncos to look, right? Yeah, did you see what Justin Fields did? I mean, yeah. He threw two 60-yard touchdown passes and called it a day. A lot, of, a lot of yardage after the catch, but Justin Fields is playing point guard quarterback. He's distributing, and he's got some serious weapons. And like I said on Twitter, X, whatever, on Saturday, the Bears are going to be that sneaky, fun team. Yeah. To watch. Well, they got an unbelievable receiving threat, and they got what looks to be an unbelievable running back. Yeah. And guess what Justin Fields won't have to do? Are you talking about Justin Fields when you say unbelievable running back? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm I'm talking about a guy who's in the honeypot, his third season in the NFL, which a lot of quarterbacks blossom. It is just crazy how many people do not want to give quarterbacks (laughs) that opportunity and time to develop. The problem is, and it's always been this problem. Are you really going to give your second, third, fourth round guy two and a half years to develop? Are you? Are you going to do that? And the answer to that question is no. So a guy that's rated lower by the entire NFL somehow has to perform better than guys who are expected to be better in the first place. It is a ridiculous situation, but that is the reality that we live in. And everybody writing off Justin Fields, we'll see. We'll see. And everybody just wants to say, oh, they were little dinky passes. Look at the second touchdown pass. He had to have an awareness. He had to move. Mm-hmm. And then he had to do something smart, which he did, which was a safe play, not something crazy and stupid. But he's setting up his playmakers. That's the thing. He, he, he knows, okay, I just buy enough time to give these explosive guys on the outside a chance to do their thing. It's very, It's a very smart and sensible approach from Justin Fields. And, oh, by the way, he still has the club in his bag to take off and run for 65 yards guess, on a dime. Guess who else is going to take advantage of this this year? Russell Wilson is going to take advantage of the same type of concept this year, even though it's with the new coach. Because, guys, he tried. He tried to, you know, let Russ cook and all that. And I think he just knows better. The way that he got drilled by a certain coverage when they went into zero coverage and then he saw it again and adjusted and threw a touchdown pass. To me, Will, Mace, Matt, that was to me the most encouraging moment of the night. He, he threw the ball over the middle of the field. Oh, my God. And Will is going to kill Russell Wilson. That, that was encouraging to see. Okay. Are you? Are you, are oh, you down he's on about, it? Oh, he's about to. Yeah. I, I, I gave him a compliment right there. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, last year he was missing guys wide open over the yeah. middle the whole time. This year, 
Touchdown pass over the middle. First game. You are wearing a DenverSports.com camp comeback t-shirt. It must be said. I I just, uh, and I'll do most of it on DST, but I just don't love the we still treat Russell Wilson with kid gloves thing. And like every time he does something good, it's, oh, see, he's totally back. It's like, Oh, he threw a touchdown pass in four guys? James. I that, mean, that, that, that should that, be the that's expectation. James. That's James. I think we're just trying to say there's some progress. You know, well, there's, yeah, a, there's some building there's a, blocks. There's progress, but, like, dude made nine Pro Bowls in ten years. Yeah. Let's let's raise the standard a little bit. Hey, I just want to let everybody know all those uh, rainbows, sunshines, and puppy dogs. Put them to bed. Scrappy Will about to take the mic coming up with Denver Sports tonight with Andrew Mason. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 presented by Great Range Premium Bison. Can't wait. Cannot wait. And you can even get Cecil on. You can yell at people. Who knows? Hang around. That's next. Thanks, Kay.